ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Sales is Easy podcast, a place where we try to simplify, demystify the sales process and help you with learning the formula to really overcome all the setbacks you experience when selling and try to make sales easy. I'm your host, Ale Meyer. I'm a sales expert with 29 years of sales experience. And in today's episode, I will cover uh, something about cold calling. And this is the words that we need to learn to avoid. So let's dive in. If you're just getting started in a sales process or if you're updating your sales procedures in the hopes of getting better results, chances are your cold calling scripts will be getting at least some of the attention. If so, you may be wondering what to avoid when cold calling. And in this podcast, we look at a few words that are definitely not sales friendly. So if you're ready to learn more about what to avoid when cold calling in terms of your sales vocabulary, please listen. First one is... Just. I hate to hear the word just from salespeople. I just wanted to introduce myself. I just want to tell you about. I just thought I would like to send you my case study. You know what the word just does? It minimizes your intentions. You have to say clearly what you want. Remove the word just. You don't make me feel special. I just wanted to see if you received your email I sent you last week. Well, you have nothing better to do than you just want to follow up with me. Good for you. I have many things to do. I'm really busy. So please leave me alone, right? That's the answer that many sales, uh, that many customers will, will give to you. And they will not maybe verbalize it, but they will think about it. Next one is maybe. And with maybe, I have a big problem because when you call calling, your best chance to succeed is to be assured in what you're saying, to be confident and 100% knowledgeable person, knowledgeable in what you are selling and if you're using the word maybe in your script, you run the risk of sounding wishy-washy. And it either is or is not. Just pick one, but focus on the value, value that you bring to the table. Next one is uh, when you tell your clients you're hoping for something, you're not sure, right? And if you're not sure, then why should they be? I hope I will hear back from you. Yeah, never going to happen, right? Never let the prospect hear that you're not 100% behind your product or your company or service because you will lose the prospect in the process. And hoping, you know what, why don't you give them commands? Like, uh, you know, call me back. That's in a, for a voicemail. Call me back. I'm expecting to hear from you soon. In an email, same thing. When you speak with them, just try to avoid just the word just, as I said earlier, but also the word hope. Next one is don't. So in fact, actually, any negative word when describing what you're doing, your product or service, it's a definite no-no. You want to list the positive attributes, not the negative. So I'm very often talking about the motivation direction of your customers, and many of them are focused on uh, avoiding uh, uh, resolving the problems, issues they currently have, something is falling apart, they need technology or solution to help them with that, 
and this is fine. This is a group of people. I believe over 40% of world population is more in away from modality, away from negative situations. And 40% of people are focused on towards, towards goals, aspirations, mission, vision for the company, for the project. So more towards future. That's also fine. And when you describe how you help, you pick one direction. But and there's a, a group of people, 20% in the middle, and uh, they like to hear both of it. But if you're not sure, try to talk to your existing customers to understand why they purchased from you, what's beneficial dealing with you, how they benefited, that's all in towards mode, and what they avoided, what they resolved, what issues they solved, what problems they anticipated and your technology, your solution, your product can help them to reduce the number of incidents, for example, or improve the safety of something. So when you have this understanding how your customers buy, then you will find the right words. And don't use the opposite words. If somebody is totally focused on growing the business and in the Q3 to grow by 7% or market share, grow the market share, grow, grow everything, then don't say we will help you avoid losing or reducing the churn. They don't care about it. They want to hear something that's very positive, beneficial. That's the mentality. That's the mindset. Same thing with people who are dying from a network falling apart the issues happening on a regular basis and you say oh we're well, gonna we're gonna help you be the market leader in the next two quarters i don't care about that. i just need to survive today help me resolve my issue help me listen to me be active listener right uh, listen to me what issues i have and how you can help me resolve the issues so when i said don't use the word don't try to list the positive ways of doing things with positive people and try to reduce uh, or remove obstacles that people have Next one is, and I heard this, you would not believe it. Uh, on a first call, there was one software company hired me to help them to do the to improve their script. On a first call, they were using the word contract. I mean, we all need to sign agreements, contracts, and the purchase orders, whatever it is. But if you use this on a first call, it it also paints the picture of lawyers and uh, being tied down and other negative thoughts. So when you're writing a sales script, when you're improving your sales script, you want to avoid contract. You want to avoid these negative ideas. And it's too early. It's I heard actually one sales guy called me, tried to offer his software solution to my company, and he said the funny thing. Now, we try to build a relationship. You know, we are aiming to build a relationship with uh, our customers. It's all good. It's fun. But it's a first call. It's like going on a first date and talking about where you're going to buy a house for you and your date and how many kids you're going to have and what kind of cars you're going to drive. Slow down. Like, you know, it, it, I know contacts are coming. I know relationship is important. But more importantly for me, it's what's in it for me. Give me an answer to that. I will listen further. If not, guess what's going to happen? Nothing, right? Another word, you will not believe it in 21st century, but people still use the word cheap. Well, everybody wants to pay less. You want to pay less on your monthly phone bill? Yes, right? That's normal. But the word cheap just sounds, well, it sounds cheap, right? Think cheap and nasty. And you have an idea what's going through your prospect mind when you say cheap. Of course, you can use words like a cost effective or value for money or highly competitive pricing. All of this sounds better. And they say the same thing. But if you live by price, you will die by price. Let me remind you of that. Because there's always somebody going to be cheaper than you are. So don't lead with the price. Only if you are extremely, extremely price cost effective. You can really know you can save them 50% of whatever they're paying now. 
then yeah, you lead with the price. But that's so rare these days. And just any other words than word cheap that says the same thing, use that as much as you can. Because otherwise, your prospect will think of a badly made, low-cost goods or services, and you you don't want to be associated with that. Now, of course, this is not a complete list of words to avoid, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a start. It's a start, and just think about it, of the words that you are using, how the good words can make or break the deal, because the only tool we have, these are our words, and we can use bad words, we can use good words, it's up to you. But as a general rule of thumb, you should avoid any word that has really a negative connotation, especially, of course, if you talk about your competitors, which is big no-no. But even if you use it in a positive way, try to avoid it. The customers tend to hear the negative word. And uh, actually, I read many studies about uh, how brain works. And if you have a kid, you know, if you tell them, don't jump into the muddy puddle, what's going to happen? They hear the part, jump into muddy puddle, right? Simply because the brain still doesn't recognize negation, the word don't. Similar with your clients. I'm not saying they are kids, they are children. But they will sometimes, they will never hear the negative word. Don't do this, don't do that. And they will form a negative connection with your brand, with your company, with your products, without even realizing it. So always remember, it's not only what you say, but how you say it. And that determines your self-success. One big message here is, Try always to be open and honest when you communicate with your prospects over the phone. Why I'm saying this? Because first, you, need to, you don't need to remember what you misled or misrepresented. And also, it's all about, you can honestly say, we are trying to start a conversation with your company. We believe we have a solution that can help you tremendously to reduce the number of this or that or help you grow or, or whatever goals they may have based on uh, understanding of the market. But it's always about asking open-ended questions to pull them in the conversation and open questions that's all about them, not you. For example, how do you currently manage information about your customers? How do you currently educate your salespeople on the newest techniques? What are you doing to help your salespeople overcome current challenges? Remember, open-ended questions to open up the conversation. And you can use the word because. I love the word because. Because it almost always leads to a reasonable explanation and adds depth to the conversation. And it strengthens your credibility. And that's what you really want, to strengthen your credibility. You're an expert. People don't like to talk to salespeople, but they love to talk to experts. If you position yourself as an expert, you're going to be somebody of the value, who brings something of the value to the table. And that's my next point. Give them value, not just in the first call, but on each and every future call and email. Everybody's looking for value. You can say even, I'd like to see if I can bring more value to what you're doing currently with X, Y, and Z. It's all about uh, a perception of value that you're a person who can bring a good value to your prospects. And nothing wrong, and this is maybe my Canadian way of thinking, nothing wrong with saying thank you. Thank them for their time, taking your call, take them for their interest, for honesty, for patience, anything. Thank you. It opens up the doors and shows that you are a professional person and that you know what you're doing. And never, ever forget the last last point here. Focus on the next step. Always summarize, explain what you will do next and what is expected from them to do. I will send you a case study. Please open it up. I'll follow up with you in the next three weeks. Does it sound like a good plan? Something like that. You want to summarize what we discussed, how you can help. Of course, use the name occasionally, nothing sweeter than the hearing the name, but explain the action plan, what you will do next. I will send you right now 
the, the case study or more materials or, 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 or brochures or anything and what's expected, what's expected next step and try to agree upon that. That's how you create a good dialogue with your prospects and you're not sounding like a machine or sounding like a, a high school kid who's just doing going through the motion. You're a professional salesperson who's bringing something of the value to the prospects. You know the expression, if, if it's easy, anybody could do it. But we can make it easy if you approach this, if you uh, develop your skills and you learn the formula, if you do this kind of uh, things uh, on your calls, on the first calls with your potential customers, if you try to open the door, engage them in the dialogue, you are already halfway there. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.